Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The One Flesh Podcast is all about marriage, the essential union between man and woman. Uh, my goal is to help young men find a girlfriend, get married, and build a marriage worth having. I want to help uh, older men that are already married uh, develop their marriages and make them better. Uh, we have the Sunday series of the Purpose Podcast where we try to help young men find and fulfill their purpose. Uh, our goal is for every episode to have a guest. Uh, on the Sunday series, that's becoming more and more like a reality. Uh, going to have people on uh, almost every week. I've got people kind of lined up um, on the Wednesday series, the One Flesh podcast. Uh, a little bit less of a reality. I've got to uh, vet them, make sure that uh, they know what they're talking about before they come on to talk about marriage. I don't want any bad bad information getting to uh, all my men that listen and women. Uh, so right now it's been just me for a little bit and me talking uh, that's not to say that I don't have bad information. Uh, I'm more than willing to uh, to say that I've been wrong a couple times, but uh, at least I can blame myself. It's kind of hard to blame somebody else when they put bad info out. So uh, today we're going to have a short little episode. Um, I want to talk uh, a little bit about um, kind of helping your wife and advocating for your wife, even when she won't herself. Uh, and then I want to uh, just share a few things that I've kind of learned, let y'all in a little bit on the experience of having a kid and what your wife being pregnant is like. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit um, about advocating for your wife when she won't even do it herself. Um, it's stressful. Uh, and, and let me give you a little bit of an example of what I mean by that. Um, you know, family is a big one. Uh, you know, your wife uh, in, a, in a traditional uh, biblical marriage, she's supposed to leave her family and uh, take a husband and, and, uh, you're going to be her new family and you're her new priority and you should have more sway in her life than what her family does. Uh, eventually, after you're married and you've established that in marriage, uh, it's you and her against the world, not her and her family against the world. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen like that a lot of times. Uh, and, and to be frank, uh, at, at a young age, you know, a lot of men uh, don't have all the answers. Um, I know I didn't, uh, but it's still tough. And the idea is that you're supposed to develop those answers, uh, with your wife and with your husband. Um, and you know, the family, while they can be a guiding force, uh, they shouldn't be a wedge. They should be a guiding force, not a wedge. And a lot of times that doesn't happen. Uh, and again, a lot of different examples, but this is the one I'm choosing today. Uh, and it, as a husband, it's, it's very hard to see that sometimes. And a lot of guys refuse to fight that. And a lot, a lot of women refuse to fight that. Uh, a lot of women are very insistent, and guys too, that their family comes first for a very long time. And if you try to push them uh, in any direction on their family, uh, it doesn't go well for a lot of guys. And so it's understandable. So first point, um, first little caveat that I'm going to hit you with is, is please understand that I understand. Uh, please understand that I know it's difficult and that, again, I lucked out to a certain extent, um, and that I'm not asking you all to go out there and immediately start trying to change your wife's mind on everything, including her family, because a lot of times it won't work out for you. Um, but there is a necessity to do so, and as her husband, um, you need to keep her best interest in mind. And so this example that I'm, that I'm bringing up is maybe the family is a little bit toxic, um, Maybe the family brings out really bad attributes of your wife. Maybe uh, she didn't grow up well. Maybe her family doesn't really treat her well. Whatever the case may be. Maybe they're not advocating 
they're advocating what they think is best for her, but maybe it's not what you think is best for her. Maybe it's really not what is best for her. Uh, a, a classic example, classic example is uh, they don't want, or they want their, their wife or, or something to, or their, not their wife, they want your wife uh, to go and pursue a certain type of degree. Um, let's say that they always pictured uh, your wife to be a teacher. Or let's say that since grade school, she's always wanted to be a teacher uh, and they're going to pay for the degree. But, um, you know, if she decides she doesn't want to do teaching, maybe they're very upset about that. Maybe they think that it's just this new relationship that 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 she's got with you and that that's the only thing that's changing her aspirations any at all. Uh, and so they start pushing back very, very hard on her being a teacher. Or um, another situation, maybe they don't want y'all to move. Maybe you've got a really good job. Maybe she can find a good job. She she wants to live. Truly, what would be best for her is to maybe live a little bit farther away from her family, get a little bit of separation. Um, and that's the best thing for her. It's the best thing for you. The money's good. You're going to be able to start a family. You've got friends in this new town, but they just can't have that. They have to have their daughter close. Something to be said for that. But if it's not in her best interest, it's not in her best interest. Um, you as a husband and as an advocate and as a partner and as a leader need to identify these situations where your wife is getting pushed and influenced, um, by an external party, somebody outside of your marriage. Uh, and you need to understand when it's time to start advocating for her, even if it's against her. And what do I mean by this? I mean, your wife <laughs> is, she's going to be pulled in any which direction. And, and to be fair, I always say it from a husband's perspective because, I mean, this this podcast is for men. I'm a man. Um, it's really weird for me to, to turn it around and, and start speaking to the women. But do know that everything that I'm about to say here goes completely the other way. Um, everything that I'm about to say here, if you're a wife and you recognize this, this situation with your husband, and let me back up again, um, as a boyfriend, uh, you have a little bit less clout, um, but you should be able to see these things coming and start sowing seeds. So uh, not just for marriage, but... Uh, for very serious relationships, uh, for marriages, for man and for woman, um, all parties involved. And if you're listening to this and you've got a wife or a husband, um, you can you need to realize this and understand that it's your responsibility. But I'm talking to the men. So when you notice this start to develop um, some sort of antagonistic relationship uh, with what is best for your wife and an external source, um, be it job or like the family example that I just gave, you need to really identify, sit down, talk with her, understand what she wants and what she really thinks is best for her uh, and, and identify that and start to become the biggest advocate for that plan. And it's going to be tough. Uh, that family has a lot of, she has a lot of ties to that family. That family has a lot of influence and they should, um, you know, she should be really close with her family and her family should have quote unquote her best interest in mind. Um, and a lot of times they think that they do a lot of times they really think that they have their best interest in mind. Uh, but maybe they're not, maybe the little girl that they thought that they knew, um, she's not that little girl anymore. And that happens. Um, and so they advocate for one thing and it really needs to be a different way. It's going to be better for you. It's going to be better for her. It's going to be better for your marriage. Uh, if it's a different way, you need to identify that and you need to have the courage uh, and the boldness to stand up against that and advocate for your wife. Um, where I'm talking about, uh, even if it's against her, 
is she's a lot of times probably not going to be okay with that. She's going to feel the pressure from her family. She's going to feel the pressure from her job. Uh, she's going to feel the pressure from herself because a lot of people, um, it seems to me, especially women, don't like change. Uh, that I'm not sure if that's a, a, a you know, split gender quality to where women mostly don't like change, but the women in my life typically don't. Um, the, the women in my life, they uh, are big fans of, of steadiness, of um, not having just a lot of things change. Okay. Um, could go the other way. Uh, but uh, actually, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think you would have this the opposite problem with your husband. I think your husband would want to change a little bit too much. And maybe as a wife, you might have to advocate for steadiness. Again, I don't, I don't know if that's true. Uh, but from my experience and from what I know, that's probably true. But anyway, she's not going to just want to up and change. Uh, she's not going to want to take a different path. Again, typically, from what I've seen, men are a little bit more adventurous. They're more willing to uh, step out and, and take that risk. Uh, it's good that you have a wife to pull you back when you need to be pulled back, but you need to know when to advocate for your wife. And and a lot of people say, choose your battles. Um, this is one of those times that you need to choose your battle, not only for yourself, but for your wife. And if you think that she needs to be in a different situation, you need to really, really um, take a stand and articulate it to her that, hey, I really think that this is the best direction for us to go. Uh, it's not always comfortable. And again, the biggest trick, and I know I'm, I may not be making just a whole lot of sense, but the biggest trend, trick is just making sure that you're, you really have her best interest in mind and that you're advocating for her. Uh, let's talk about an example of what I'm not talking about. Uh, let's say that again, you want to take just this overwhelming risk. You want to get a new vehicle and she's really trying to pull you back. Uh, that's one of those times where you don't fight up against her. <laughs> Even if you think it's the best, the best direction for your family. Um, this is one of those times to where, uh, she's probably right. And you really need to take her opinion into account. I'm talking about those times to where you know, what's right for her. Maybe she doesn't want to pursue that degree, but she's getting so much pressure from an external source you may have to have a couple arguments with her to eventually break through uh, and, and, and understand that um, and understand that that external source doesn't have her best interest in mind and that you do, that she knows what's best for her and that this is the direction that her life needs to take. I may not be articulating it well, uh, but again, some examples that I've seen is, is the family thing. You know, um, <laughs> I'm trying not to be an ass. Um, but I've seen it where it's like, look, you were not, you were not the person that you want to be. You're not the best person that you can be when you're constantly engaging, uh, with this other person, this, this person that, uh, you have deep ties to this person that you love deeply, that has a lot of influence over you. You're not the best person that I know you want to be when you're involved in their life heavily. Um, that's a tough position to take because they love them as they should. It's their family. That family loves them as they should. It's their family. Uh, sometimes, uh, this is a quote I heard the other day. I, I forget where, I think it was Andy Frazella's podcast where they said, sometimes you have to love them from a distance and you really do. Uh, sometimes for your personal development, they have habits that you don't need to be involved in. Uh, they have drama that you don't need to be involved in. 
And as a husband, it's important to identify that situation and and do your best to advocate for them and pull them back out of that. Um, it's important. And I see a lot of guys fail that. I see a lot of guys that don't want to get involved or they may, they may, they may bring it up and they may say, Hey, you know, I think this person in your life really isn't great for you. Um, why don't you, you know, put up some boundaries and not talk to her for a little bit and they'll get pushback from their wife. And that immediately they're like, Oh no. Okay. Well, never mind. Then I don't want that person to create problems within our relationship. So I'm not going to, to fight that battle. Well, <laughs> again, um, that problem, that person is going to continue to create problems with it within your relationship. Uh, if, if you immediately stop back up and say, okay, hands off, never mind. Uh, you know, my, my beef is with this person, not with my wife. And when I bring up this person, it creates beef with my wife. So I'm just not going to do it. No, there is still an issue there. <laughs> there is still an issue there. And if you've identified that's what, what's best for your wife is to draw a couple boundaries here or to handle the situation differently. Um, you don't need to give up on that. Uh, you don't need to give up on that. You spend all of your time, you spend the majority of your time with this woman. Ideally, if you're married to her, nobody should know that woman like you do. Okay. I understand this takes time. I understand as a, you know, as a boyfriend or a girlfriend, this may be an incredibly tough concept, uh, to, to think about of, you know, trying to advocate for your wife, uh, in the face of a third party that, that, has a lot more experience with her and it, it is tough. You know, I've only known my wife for seven years. Her family's known her for, uh, 26. Okay. Yeah, I get it. But, uh, your wife is going to change. Your wife is going to develop. You're going to change. You're going to develop. You're going to grow. And the idea of, of being married early and having a good marriage, uh, dating with, a, with serious intent is that you grow together and you learn about each other. You learn who they were, you learn what they want to be, and then you grow into that. Uh, and there, there, your this third party's understanding of your wife is going to change, um, especially if it's family. Especially if it's family. And when you identify that um, they're steering her in a wrong direction, uh, that they're applying pressure and influence in a wrong direction, and your wife is going along with it because of those ties, you have to advocate for that. And it's not, it's not always easy. Um, as a matter of fact, most of the time it's not, but it is rewarding when you finally get through. Um, it is very rewarding when you finally get through and it takes tact and it takes time and it takes patience. Um, it really does take patience. It, it, and it takes persistence. That's, that's really what it is. It's the casual, Hey, before you go into a situation, Hey, be careful about this. Uh, before you go into family Christmas, you say, Hey, this is what I think I see happening. Um, this is what typically happens when you're around this person. Uh, this is typically how I see you handle it. And I just want you to be careful about that. And sometimes they may say, oh yeah, that's unfortunate. Sometimes they may believe you. Sometimes they may not believe you, but you've already put that, you've already put that out there. Then what's going to happen after family Christmas blows up, you're going to get in the car and they're going to go. And hopefully depending on the type of person that you're, that you're with, (laughs) Hopefully, uh, they are going to go, man, you were right on that. That sucks. (laughs) You know, you were right about that. Um, It happened almost exactly how you said it did. Uh, Maybe next Christmas, we're not going to do that. And it may not happen next Christmas. Next Christmas, they may be extremely excited about it. And they're going to go, it's like the goofy meme where he's like, I'll do it again. You know, like um, that that happens. But you're going to say it again. 
and maybe you get just a little bit farther. Maybe you get to where they don't spend time alone with that person. Uh, it's still in a group setting, but they don't spend time alone with that person. And then they say, you know, family Christmas still kind of sucked because they were still, they didn't have those boundaries that you wanted to. Uh, they say family Christmas still kind of sucked, but I can't even imagine what would have happened if I, you know, spent time alone with that person like I usually did. And you're like, yeah, I, I really think, and you tell them you're proud of them for making that little step. It's it's slow, gradual steps, and it takes persistence to to advocate uh, for them, even in the face of them, even even ag- advocate for them against them sometimes. Uh, and again, a lot of people when when they say that, when I say that I've I've pushed my wife in a lot of these different areas. Uh, when I say that I don't really let up on my wife or I don't agree to disagree a lot of times, um, that I advocate for my wife and I advocate for my wife to change. I advocate for my wife to be better. Uh, I push in a lot of areas that other men don't. A lot of people may, I don't know how they picture that, but it's it's not an instantaneous thing. It's It's not something where I immediately come home and I'm like, you need to do something different right now. You need to do something different right now uh, you, and, and start a big fight and, and have a big fuss. Uh, it's, it's more persistence. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily, um, care about the intensity of, of the change that you're trying to instigate. I do. I mean, you should, you should push for results. Uh, I care more about your persistence. Um, some of the things that my wife and I had to clear up where it was like, Hey, look, this person's not acting in your best interest. Um, this person is uh, really having a toll on you and you're not the best person that you could be and that you want to be when you're involved with this person. Uh, in order to make those changes on a, on a grand scale and to actually get somewhere that we could call successful, it took years. I mean, it took years. My wife and I have been together for seven years and finally within the last two years, we're at a good spot. And again, I started when we were dating, which is, I'm not really recommending um, yeah, you can start when you're dating, but if you've been dating for three months and you're like, Hey, you don't need to talk to this person. Um, that's probably not going to go well for you. Uh, at that, at that stage, you should really be focused on yourself and your wife and the development of yourself, development of your, of your wife, uh, in the realm to which you both exist, not in the family realm yet. Uh, I was not, that was not me. Uh, and luckily my wife was the kind of person that, uh, was looking for answers and looking for guidance. And I was the kind of person that gave a lot of it a lot too early. Um, so we still had fights. We still had, uh, arguments, so to speak. Um, I pushed too hard a lot of times. Uh, but you know, luckily she was one of those people that doesn't hold a grudge like that. A lot of women aren't. Um, but it still took years. I mean, it took at least five years and to be frank. Um, I mean, if her family's on, they probably already turned it off anyway. I don't care. Uh, it, to be frank, it took moving six hours away and in another couple years to really develop that, um, a sense of boundaries where she would advocate for herself in a way that she needs to, and that she would drop those habits that are, that have been created by, um, you know, certain people that, that, that she could finally develop and grow into the person that she knew that she wanted to be absolutely loves her family. Her family loves her. Um, I love a lot of her family, uh, her, and, and a matter of fact, I, I love all of her family because I love her wife. Um, love does not mean kindness. Uh, well, let me take that back. You should still be kind. Love does not mean niceness. Okay. Love does not mean that we're, we're nice and, and happy and, um, and, and go lucky all the time. That's not what love means. Um, I love them all dearly because I love my wife dearly and my wife loves them. 
Uh, and she's even had to realize that love does not mean niceness. Uh, love does not mean sacrificing completely and totally sacrificing everything about yourself uh, for the selfishness of other people. That's not what love is. Love is loving them from a distance. Um, sometimes. Okay. And that's what it took. Um, I mean, that's legitimately what it took. So when I'm sitting here telling you, you've got to do this, you got to do this, you got to, you got to argue with your wife here, you got to fight your wife here. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you need to be persistent and you need to be her best advocate. That's really what love is. Um, love is going and telling your wife, Hey, this degree that you're trying to get, I really don't think it's going to suit you. I know you're passionate about it. Um, I know that you really want to do it. And, um, but I think that you're doing this because of some other external reason. Um, I think that you think you're passionate about it, but I really think that you're passionate over here and the, the disagreements that is causing between you and I not good for our marriage. Um, and I really think that this direction is best for you and being persistent about that, um, being persistent, being loving, uh, helping her do whatever you can, uh, or helping her do, sorry, helping her through that, um, making yourself 100% wholly available to be able to discuss those things, uh, when things don't go her way, being there for her, not saying, I told you so that's not what you do. I've done a little bit too much of that. Um, of saying, yeah, well, I told you that would happen. It's not what you do. You say, look, I'm, I'm really sorry that, that that happened. How do we fix it in the future? This is how I think we need to fix it in the future. Okay. It's not intensity. I know I'm an intense guy. Uh, and I know that again, as it's coming across the mic, it might sound that I just always come in and argue with my wife about whatever I want. Uh, and if I see something in her that needs to be changed, um, I argue with her about it. That's, that's not what I'm saying. Um, that's, that's really not what I'm saying. It takes persistence. And that's not what I've done. And that's not what I did. So please don't think that. Um, it has taken persistence. And my wife will even tell you, it has taken years of gradual change uh, for both of us to, to make different decisions and to influence one another. And again, I think it is your duty as a husband to identify what is best for her, what is best for your marriage, and be an advocate for that. You should be her biggest advocate for what is best for her. And you should be entirely in tuned with what is best for her. Um, entirely in tune to what is best for her. Uh, maybe it's not that degree. Maybe it's not that job. Maybe it's not this. Maybe it's not that. Um, but you still have to stand up, be courageous, and advocate for that. Um, I, know, I, know, I know it sounds tough. Um, I know, and some of you may think this is obvious, uh, but, but you have to do it and it, and it is tough. And I see a lot of guys fail that test, uh, especially when it comes to having to argue with their wife. Um, I see a lot of guys that will see something, they'll say something, but the moment that they have to fight through their wife, uh, to, to get their point across, then they give up. I see it in family all the time, all the time. Um, I see it in family all the time. And I see a lot of stubborn women, um, who on the other side of this, uh, the moment that they, the moment that they feel any of that pressure from their husband, they think that they're either being railroaded or um, whatever it may it might be. They may think that they're getting run over in the relationship. I don't I don't know. Um, and to be frank, a lot of times the husbands don't present it well. I mean, a lot of times they wait until everything blows up and they say, "See, I told you so." Uh, that's why this person is a B word. Okay, that's that's why. Um, a lot of times that's what the husbands do, and that's not what I'm calling you to do. So understand that. Um, 
I see situations like this and from both sides, I see it done poorly. And all I'm trying to do is to help you fix it and to tell you not to quit. Um, that's probably what I see the most is where guys run up against this. And the moment it creates any sort of, um, any sort of, uh, animosity between the couples, they go, okay, screw it. never mind. Um, okay, screw it. Never mind. I, I'm trying to fight your family. I'm not trying to fight you. Uh, the moment that I'm going to fight you, I'm just not going to push anymore because it's not worth it. Wrong. Um, wrong. You should be persistent. You should do everything you can to, to help her, uh, and advocate for her best interest. And I, I promise if you do it right, uh, if you're not an ass about it, um, it'll, it'll pay off and she'll thank you for it. I, I promise she'll thank you for it. She'll look back a couple years ago and she'll say, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I can't believe that um, I ever did this and that. I ever did this and that. And it's not going to come without pain, guys. It will come with pain. Uh, but on the other side of that uh, is a better relationship. Again, it took five years. It took it. It, it took five years. And I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't want to say it, um, but it took five years and some pretty egregious errors uh, for, you know, my wife to finally kind of snap out of it, I guess. Um, and it took me being persistent and loving her, not saying, ha ha ha, I told you so, uh, not laying the iron fist down, um, but saying, hey, this is what I think is best. This is the direction I think we should go. Watching her not do that, uh, watching her get hurt, <laughs> and then watching her come back and say, well, damn, um, and do it again, and then do it again, and then do it again, but a little bit less, and then do it again, but a little bit less. And then do it again, but a lot less. And then she's like, you know what? I don't think I'll do that. And then it hurts a little bit and it hurts a little bit more. Um, but she feels good. And then she'll do it again. She says, or she says, I'm not going to do that again. And then she feels good about it because how easy was that? Um, that's, that's what it takes. And it takes years and it takes persistence on your part. Luckily I'm stubborn. Okay. Um, luckily I'm stubborn. So I think that's all I got. Remember that this is not just family. Um, that's just the best example that I could come up with. Job, kids, kids. Um, I, I can't even fathom that. Uh, and I hope that, you know, we've laid the groundwork for that not to be an issue. But <laughs> can you imagine? It's it's preposterous to imagine that your kids may have a little bit more of your wife's, you know, attention and a little bit more of a hold on your wife than what you do at times. Um it's important. You should still advocate for your wife's best interest. Uh, a lot of times, again, I see it, I think from the outside, um, for, for both men and women, kids start to take the priority, uh, and, and kids start to essentially, um, steal their attention, I guess. Uh, maybe that's the wrong word. Kids deserve attention, but, um, maybe because of something that is involved with your kids, your wife is going to self-destruct. She's going to, this is bad. I don't have the words for this because I didn't think about it. But um, same way with family could be could be the same way with kids. Uh, kids sporting events or whatever. Whatever whatever it might be, um, your wife may self-sacrifice what is best for her or the kids. And to a certain extent, um, that's what you got to do. But uh, you should still be persistent and you should still advocate for your wife. I guess the best example I can think of is date night. Um, I fully plan on instituting a date night. Um, we really kind of have one. I mean, we do Friday grocery shopping and if we have to, we push it to Saturday. Uh, but I'm sorry if 
my kid wants to throw on another sport and that takes up every single night that we have for date night, they're either going to get a ride or it's not going to happen. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you, but that's, that's where you have to push. Uh, and you, you, you have to be courageous enough and brave enough to do that. Uh, and you have to be persistent. So I think that's where I'll leave it guys. Um, for that topic, uh, let's talk about a couple things that I've learned. Um, that I've learned, uh, when having kids or, you know, wife being pregnant and all that stuff. Uh, here's what I'll tell you. Thank God I laid all that groundwork. Um, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, thank God that, um, we've established ourselves as an independent unit. Uh, and a lot of people, we haven't gotten hardly any negative feedback. Um, our family has been great. Nobody's trying to sway our decisions. Um, it has been awesome. The family has been supportive. People want to put on a baby shower for DL and her, her bridal shower went well, but, um, it, it could have gone better as far as attendance and things like that. Um, it, we're not going to have that issue this time around. And it's because of the relationships that we've built. Uh, it's because, um, we've established ourselves as a unit. We've drawn boundaries. Uh, no, everybody knows, everybody knows that it's DL and I, everybody knows that we are a unit. We are the Rousers. So um, you know what doesn't happen? <laughs> you know what doesn't happen? Uh, nobody's a wedge. No, Nobody's a wedge. And I, and again, I don't think a lot of people would be. Um, well, I, I, I know they would be because they have been. Um, it happened in the past and we dealt with it and we didn't push it off. Um, we didn't push it off. Obviously, everybody around us has grown. Everybody's more mature. Uh, we're married and everybody's happy for us. This is not to say that People weren't happy for us or that people didn't have our best interest in mind uh, in the past. I just thank God that we're an independent unit now and that we've laid that groundwork. And everybody knows that you're not going to drive a wedge between Dylan and I. Everybody knows that. And everybody knows that we're going to get the crib we want. We're going to get the stroller that we want. Uh, everybody knows that we're going to do those things and that we're an independent unit. Thank God for that. So um, that's kind of one thing I've learned is just, I'm thankful that we've done that because uh, it's made this very easy. Now, instead of opinions, we get support. I mean, we get a lot of opinions too, but, um, and we want them, you know, we're new to this. It's not to say that we don't have anything to learn, but instead of excessive opinions and those bad opinions that you don't really want, um, we get support and we get love uh, and we get showered with gifts. That's what we get. Um, we don't get the drama that I see come with having a kid a lot of times uh, from family or friends. Uh, we don't get that drama. We get love and we get support. And it's because of the groundwork that we've laid. It's because of the boundaries that we've drawn. It's because of the the marriage that we've built and the team that we have uh, that everybody else around us knows that um, can't mess with it. You, you can't mess with it. So thankfully, we've been able to do that. Um, second thing I've learned is, uh, man, uh, <laughs> um, well, how do I, how do I put this? Uh, this is just in general, be, a, be willing to offer your opinion on things, um, that you might not care about. Uh, I don't know if my wife can hear me or not. I haven't heard her giggle yet, but, um, be willing to offer your opinion on things that you don't exactly care about, um, because they want your opinion and you should care about them because they care about it. And a lot of times this can happen again from a man or a woman's side, but analysis paralysis is real. Um, it's a real thing. 
Uh, what do I mean by that is they come up to where they're making a decision. And for a lot of women, this is, this is fairly new. Um, you know, for very few women are even as in touch with all the baby stuff as what my wife is. And so when they look at a registry and they realize that there's like 150 items that they've got to research, choose and buy or whatever, um, analysis paralysis really sets in. Uh, how do I describe analysis paralysis? Have you ever gone to the knife store and wanted to buy a new knife and just couldn't make a decision? Uh, and a lot of times what happens with me anyway, is I end up with, I want to go in there and buy that knife. And, uh, I say, well, um, what about this knife? What about this knife? And then I have three knives in front of me. And then I end up saying, no, what about that fourth knife that I just saw 30 seconds ago that I've not thought about at all? Uh, Give me that one. And I'll take that one and I'll get in the car. And I'm like, man, you've been thinking about that other knife, the one knife that you came in there to get, uh, for forever. And, uh, you didn't want that not like this has been on your list forever and you just got this random one that you really don't know anything about but you thought was cool um analysis paralysis happens uh and what i mean by paralysis i I eventually made a decision but i'm sitting here staring at the three knives and i can't i just can't choose um i can't choose and so i go with one that wasn't even in my list of options because it gets me out of that analysis um that is very real uh it happens to a lot of people Okay, it doesn't just happen to women. I can tell you that right now. It doesn't just happen to women. Um, for me, luckily, I've had careers and jobs where I've had to make quick decisions. Um, it, it had to be, you can't sit here and think about it. Uh, you got to go. In college, um, it was very much that way. Uh, that's always just kind of been the way I've wired. Uh, I've been wired is uh, it's A or B, buddy. And uh, you may not know which one's right, but you'll figure it out at the end. Um, so pick a lane and, and make the best of it. Uh, a lot of people don't have that. Um, especially sometimes women, I think, I don't know. A lot of dudes have that. Uh, but be willing to offer your opinion. Cause it may be that out for analysis paralysis. Uh, also for me, I don't really entertain that very well. Uh, she'll come to me and she'll say, uh, these are the two things that I've got. And I say, what are the differences? And she tells me the differences. And I say, which one do you like more? And she tells me which one she likes more. And I say that one. And she goes, why that one? And I say, because there's very little differences. And you told me you liked that one. And she goes, okay, thank you. And then she doesn't take my advice. And then she goes and she keeps analyzing. Um, That's typically what happens. uh, And to which she gets like one or two opinions. Um, On the stroller, I've given her my opinion twice. Now she comes to me and she's like, so what do you think about strollers? And I'm like, literally leave. Leave me alone. Um, I'm being a little bit facetious, but uh, that's sometimes what, had to do is she's going to have to learn to just make decisions like this. Um, as a sole provider with all the stuff I've got going on, I'm not going to be able to tell her which and every direction that she needs to go for a lot of this stuff. Uh, make a decision, go buy it. Sucks to suck. Um, if it's the wrong one, we'll take it back and we'll deal with it, whatever. Um, but don't be that guy that's not willing to offer his opinion. When she comes to you asking what crib do you think we ought to get? Don't blow her off. Um, legitimately think about it legitimately help her analyze it ask her the good questions uh give her your honest opinion do it one or two times and then after that say you're on your own kid i don't care um i literally don't care i told you to do this one uh maybe say that you do care say i cared i told you to do this one if you choose a different one i'm not going to be upset with you but don't come ask me again about something that you've not been able to decide on for a month and a half Um, I can only imagine that we're not unique and that it happens to every couple. So that's another thing I've learned is be willing to offer your opinion, but also don't enable the analysis paralysis. I guess, let me put it that way. 
um, I don't enable analysis paralysis. You get two of my opinions on the same matter. Uh, unless she comes up with something different, you know, like if it's the same two strollers or the same three strollers we've been talking about, she gets two opinions. As in, she comes to me, she presents it. I tell her which way to go. She comes back to me, she presents it. I tell her which way to go. She comes to me a third time. Sorry, kid, you're on your own. Um, that's what I try to do. Uh, I would recommend that. I don't know. Maybe you got a different wife. It's just something that I've kind of noticed. Uh, let's see. Um, the next thing. Uh, I don't really know. Um, I don't really know what else. Uh, understand that it's pretty stressful for women and that, uh, a lot of pregnancies go bad in a lot of different ways. Um, that I never really knew about. A lot of people lose more babies than you ever would have thought. Uh, so it's pretty stressful. Um, don't entirely blow that off, but also don't enable the worrying. Um, you know, be respectful of the fact that she's worried, understand, reassure her that whatever happens, you'll get through it. Um, reassure her that whatever happens, she'll be a mom, um, that she is a mother, that she's already a mother, uh, that she doesn't lose her motherhood when that baby goes, uh, that she's still the mom. She'll always be a mom. Uh, just maybe not to this one kid that's in her belly. Um, that we'll find out. Um, I'm here's what I will tell you. I'm a big fan of accepting what God gives you. Um, and I think that that's given us a lot of reassurance. Uh, I think that that's made this a little bit easier of a process. We're not even going to find out what gender of kid we have until it's here. Uh, now you can, that's, that's a little bit to the extreme, but I think that the reason that we're able, that we're confident to make that decision is that we've accepted what's got, what God has given us. We didn't do the genetic testing. Um, and a lot of people are like, why would you not do the genetic testing? Why would you not be prepared for what's going to be? Well, <laughs> it's going to be that way anyway. Um, it's going to be that way anyway. Let's enjoy the pregnancy. Let's be excited about it. Um, what, what, find out it has down syndrome. And we're going to sit here and cry for seven months. Is that what you want us to do? No, that's not what I'm going to do. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, can you be a little bit more prepared? Yeah, sure. But what's seven months for, uh, let's say if it has down syndrome, I mean, what's seven months for the next, for the rest of my life, hopefully, um, I'll have the rest of my life to prepare and take care of this kid. Cause a lot of those times, a lot of times they don't leave the nest at 18. So, um, what's seven months of just enjoying the pregnancy, enjoying the baby, um, not being stressed out about what's to come. There will be plenty of stress for what's to come. Um, so accept it. Uh, you know, anatomy scans, of course, we're going to do anatomy scans. Uh, it's, it's separate from health, but just be will, willing to accept what, what God has given you. Um, I didn't think that I would go this direction, but that's why I'm not just a huge fan of, of artificial insemination and AI and things like that. Um, I don't want to get myself into a bunch of hot water cause I know that a lot of good, uh, God fearing Christians have done that. Um, I know that, uh, it's a touchy subject and everybody's like, well, it's her egg, my seed, What's the problem? I, I'm not just okay with it. Uh, but we take it to that level. Uh, we've discussed it to that level. If God doesn't give us a kid, then we'll adopt. Uh, if you know God doesn't allow us to adopt, then you know we'll find some neighborhood kids and and treat them well. I guess I don't know. Um, but we're going to accept um, what we're naturally able to do. Uh, and if it's not going to be naturally the way that. Um, the way that it should be, then we're going to accept that and we're going to move on. Uh, we built that culture of acceptance within our marriage. Uh, luckily again, before we got pregnant, 
uh, and we've maintained that through the pregnancy. Again, when the OBE says, do you want to do genetic testing? It sounds like something you probably ought to do. Uh, I asked her, is there anything that is on that test that has to do with the health of the child? Is there anything on that test that we can change? Um, is there anything on that test that we can change? No. Well, then why would I do it? I mean, honestly, why would I, why would I do it? Um, they're going to have plenty of time to do the anatomy scan. She's going to have plenty of checkups. If it's for the mother's health, uh, then we're not going to accept that. Um, if my wife's health is in detriment, then we're going to figure out a way to handle it. But, um, those are the kind of things that you should be watching for. Uh, understand that we're, you're willing to accept whatever God gives you, boy, girl, um, normal, not normal, whatever it may be. Um, and if you don't get that baby, you don't get that baby. We're going to accept that. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. Uh, and we're going to move on. Um, and we're going to continue to do what we need to do, um, to have kids. Uh, we may adopt, we may do whatever we need to do, but build that culture of acceptance because this is a time of uncertainty. Uh, it's a big time of uncertainty and the more acceptance that you can have, uh, in the forefront, the better it is. Uh, in my opinion, uh, the more that worry kind of starts to wane, there's still a lot of worry. And especially on the woman's side, they want this baby. You should want this baby. Uh, and a lot of times baby doesn't come and that hurts for a lot of women and it should hurt for you too. Uh, but if you're willing to accept that and accept that this is the hand that God has dealt us, um, and we're going to move on and you're always going to be a mom. We're all, I'm always going to be a dad. Uh, you will be a mom. I will be a dad. This will happen. Just not yet. Um, I feel like that's going to go better at the very least. It, I feel like my wife was a lot more worrisome of a person before we kind of established that. And she went from, I want to know the gender now to taking a deep breath, saying whatever it is, we've got it. And we're already delaying it to the birth. So maybe over talking it, you may highly disagree with me. Um, and fair enough. I'm not claiming to be an expert in this realm, but uh, I feel like it's helped. I don't think there's anything else uh, that I've got as far as baby stuff goes. Um, <clears throat> let's see. What else have I learned? Um, let's see. I don't know. I mean, my wife has been, she's had a very good pregnancy. I mean, to be honest, uh, it makes me a little scared for the birth. <laughs> um, it makes me think that she's going to pay her dues when birth comes around, <laughs> but uh, she's had a really easy pregnancy. She hasn't been sick. She hasn't really just been craving a whole lot of stuff. Um, really hasn't. She's been pretty sleepy. Um, but I mean, what's new? Um, it's always been like that. She just didn't have an excuse to, to nap. <laughs> so um, she's always been pretty sleepy. Everything's been going good, guys. Uh, let people let people shower you with gifts. Let people do the things that they want to do. Let people pay for the things that they want to pay for. Um you know, when somebody else gets pregnant, it's a big moment in their lives. A lot of times for the people around you, uh, let it happen. Let them do what they want to do. Uh, if they want to buy you this certain thing, let them buy you that certain thing. It's free. Um, don't freak out about what it is or if it's the right option, let it happen. Um, let it happen. Be focused on yourself. Be focused on the finances. Be focused on the nursery, uh, making sure that things are ready for baby to get here. Somebody wants you to throw you a baby shower. Have a good time. Um, have a good time, be thankful for it, uh, participate and, uh, and have a good time. Enjoy it. I think that's all I've got guys. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we're at 43 minutes. 
Uh, that's a good little episode for y'all. I've said some controversial things. Uh, hopefully none of them come back to bite me. Uh, if they do, and if I'm wrong about them, I'll admit that I'm wrong. Uh, that's, that's what you can always get from me is I'll always admit that I'm wrong. Uh, but I'm never wrong, so I never have to. So thanks guys. Appreciate it. Tune in on Sunday.